Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. 
All right, let's pray. Lift your hand and ask God to speak to you tonight. Father, we thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your word. In the name of Jesus, we give you thanks, we give you praise. Hallelujah, Father. We worship you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You may be seated. Okay. The top 25 curses in the world. Number one. <laughs> All right. Now, in the, in, the, in the Bible, there are some things which are cursed. And um, a curse overrules principles and laws that exist. Do you get it? And a curse, in the end, dominates um, what happens. Are you there? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. What I'm saying is that a curse somehow dominates the outcome of whatever is going on. So in the end, it's what the curse is, or the blessing that happens. Amen. Amen. Are you there? So, for instance, if you consider the curse of Adam and Eve, which is one of the top 25 curses anyway, you see the first curse, if you like, curse of Adam and Eve, is unto the woman I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened to the voice of, the, of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree which I commanded thee, saying, thou shalt not eat of it, curse is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. Amen. Amen. Now, whether you go to school or not, the outcome is the same. Amen. And that is the point I'm trying to make about these things is that these blessings or curses they determine the outcome whether you are first, if, if you are cursed to be last, you may be given a head start but you will still be last you may start last and you will be last you may be third but you will be last you may practice a lot, but you'll be last. Yeah. Because, you know, this is the reason why the Bible is still the most widely sold book. Because it, it is the only book which explains the world and life as it is. Yeah. Are you there? Now, the reason I'm sharing about these is because, you know, there are so many things that bring curses and that are already curses before you came. And even you are already walking in some. So the point is, why will you do something to add more to the existing troubles that we are walking in. And that is where 
you will realize that at the end of the day, it is the blessings. You see, people talk about going to heaven and hell. But at the end of the day, it is the number of blessings that cancel the number of curses that even can bring you to a neutral level in this life. Do you understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying is that you are going to run and somebody has cursed you to be last and somebody has also cursed you to be, uh, blessed you to be first. So that leaves you with your natural skill. Do you understand? And, and that even allows your practicing, your practice and your running and your rehearsals to work. So if you didn't have the blessing, your rehearsal wouldn't matter. Your practice wouldn't matter because the case, the outcome, what I'm trying to say is that it is always the same. And this, this particular first case of Adam and Eve is perhaps, how do you call it, the one case that no one can argue with. There is no woman who comes into this world who does not have sorrow in relation to conception and childbearing. There is nothing like that. There is not whether you have or you don't have. It's a sorrow. That you are new. Maybe you are new. But if you are not new, you will see that what I'm saying is true. There is nothing like a woman who comes into this world who does not have sorrow on this subject. This subject. The process of having, the process of becoming pregnant, process of bringing up the children. Some of them will be sick, sad, dead, alive. Hmm? But when you grow up, you see that when you have employed a woman, she may not come to work not because of herself, not feeling well. Her child, which is not well, will make her not come to work. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah. So many things. So, brothers and sisters, if you can understand these top 25 cases, and seek for blessings that may at least bring things to ground zero, then perhaps you may stand a chance for your hard work, your practice, and all the things you do, the seeds you sow, to be reaped one day. Hey. The other part of this curse is the curse on um, what do you call it Adam that in the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread when I want to write about my life there are two words that come <laughs> one is the word struggle and the other is the word battle that's how I feel in my life is. Yeah. My life is a struggle. I don't know about your life. But I feel that I'm fighting all the time. I feel tension. Most of the time, I'm tense. 
even I can feel it in my body that I'm not relaxed. Yeah. Almost all the time I'm tense. But you may not see on my face I don't look tense. Yeah. That's also part of the tension. There is no man on earth who can say that he has the outcome of his life has not followed this thing. That he's, he's sweating. Hey. Sweating before you will eat local fuel. I cannot say I have not struggled, sweated in my life in medical school, at motor school, learning in the night, day and night, where I first learned how to drink coffee to stay awake, to, to study in the library, in the assembly hall, in the dining hall with a few friends how to drink coffee and not to sleep till the morning because of books I learned it in the Chimota school how to pray for hours in Achimota school I learned how to lie down between my trunk and my bed in my box room for seven hours to pray to God. To pray to God. Yeah. That's why I learned it as, as a teenager. I was learning how to discipline myself. The first sign that I'm, I'm not well, I'm not feeling well, or the first sign of malaria in my body is prayer. I can't be because I realize that it takes a lot of discipline to even sit at one place. You see, you need a lot of discipline to be there, just to be there. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 15 minutes. So even before I feel even fever, I can detect it by the fact that I couldn't get up. I couldn't sit down. I know that I'm not well. That's how I know that I'm not well. Yeah. Medical school. I've suffered. I suffered in boarding school. For seven years, I was hated because of my color. I was hated and bullied. There are, there are only about five people that I remember from my house. And they are all wicked people. Wicked. They are the only people I remember from my school. And I remember their names. And I remember what they did to me. It's true. I suffered in medical school. I cannot say that I have not sweated. I cannot say that I have not sweated. I suffered in medical school, walking in the night. One day somebody came from London and came to, he didn't have a room. I said, oh, you can have my room. Because I don't sleep in the night. I don't sleep in the night. It will not do it. Just a single room. I don't sleep in the night. I got a prize. I was one of the best two students. I won more than 2,000 pounds award. I won tickets and other things, but I sweated. I could buy a car personally. I bought a car personally whilst I was a student. Not even my parents. My father gave me a car, but I also bought a car. I sweated. I walk in the night like that, memorizing the number of eggs that a particular fly lays. <laughs> a particular fly. Yeah, I'll be walking up and down and I'll be remembering the angle at which the simulium fly dives into the water. The rivers, different things, the diameter of the common bile duct and other measurements within the body. I was memorizing them for my multiple choice question. I've suffered. 
As you see that, I have that by my name, NBCHP. So the small thing. So the small thing. And you see people who don't go to school, who don't, they want to be the same. The Bible says in Psalm 106, they envied Moses. They envied Moses. <laughs> they envied Moses. This church, <laughs> you don't know. That's how they said they were coming for Thursday meetings. Do you know the number of Thursday meetings I've come for? Thursday ministry meetings, ashes, this, this, fellowship, wire, outreaches, prayer meetings, holding microphone, leading church members to pray. For hours and hours and hours. Fasting. To be a Christian. To be a Christian is very hard. Those of you who want things easy. You think you suddenly become something. And somebody will invite you somewhere. Ah. You don't know what you are talking about. Read your Bible carefully. You see that in the sweat of thy face. You shall eat bread. That's why the Bible says if a man has a hundred children. And he lives for many, many years. And his soul is not satisfied with a few good things. It would be better that he had a miscarriage. And he was not born. That's why sometimes, no feel just uh, some few pleasantries should be given to a man who has lived. Even he has a, if he has a hundred children, he lives a hundred years and his soul is not satisfied with something good, something small. It would have been better that he wasn't born. Because of the sufferings. Hmm. So brothers and sisters, there are some things eh, it may be better to just understand them and not be deluded that you can escape. Most of us are thinking that we can escape things that are already in the system. It's like you dear, it will be okay for you. You don't want to go to Shadium and be a pastor there for years. <laughs> you want to be the pastor of the Kodesh. You want to be the pastor of the Kodesh just now. Just now. You see, what would even happen is that it's not that we wouldn't even give it, but the people will reject you. <laughs> yeah. the people will reject you. The people will say, look, we don't want you. And then by all means, the outcome will be the same. We will begin to suffer and experience certain things until it is true also in your life that you have really sweated before you stand at a particular place. It has to be true. Otherwise, the Bible, the Bible was not true. And it will be the same in your life and in your case. So you better adjust yourself quickly and know that the thing it is with much suffering and labor and sweat and toil and futility. That's why I encourage people to work for God early. Because you that you are doing that job and me that I'm doing my job, we shall all sweat. <laughs> you think I've prospered without sweating? I've prospered. But with sweat. And my friends too have prospered with sweat. And what's the difference? Where are you going to carry yours? You leave it here for nothing. It's futility. But I'm laboring for something eternal. Something that has a value way beyond. Yeah, we'll exchange it one day for a crown. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, there are some cases. You see, the, the reason why you have to understand the different cases, you have to know some have already affected you. Mm -hmm. They have already affected you. 
<laughs> you are already in it. So you might as well flow. I saw a certain pastor and he said to me, I was asking, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do during your time? You are a full-time pastor. And he said, I watch movies. I watch movies after four o'clock. And then from four, I go out witnessing. Now, I can tell you that the number of movies that you watch is directly proportional to your poverty. Yes. Those of you who don't know math, we have inversely proportional and directly proportional. Directly proportional means that the more that one is, the more this one is. Inversely proportional means the more that one is, the less that one is. The number of films that you watch, even that you have the time to watch, is directly, directly proportional. That means that the more the more your poverty. You look at people who watch a lot of films. Where do you get the time to watch all these films? That's the question that I'll ask you. When do you get time? Yeah. When do you get the time to watch all these films? One day I saw some past some people they said they were coming to Ghana, they were training to be pastors. I saw them, they were just watching films. I didn't say anything. I left them to Adam and Eve. <laughs> yeah. Can you follow me so that we go and pray? We go and pray for hours in one place. You don't go out oh. Don't go out. You just stay and pray. You want to have everything that somebody has, but you don't want to do what he did. When I was a young man, I told my, I was going to get married. I told my father, I, I, unless I have a place like this to stay, I don't want to get married. Then he said, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When, when we were married, my, my, your mother and myself, we had only one chair. We had two chairs in the house my father and he said visitors when visitors come they used to play musical chairs musical chairs with the visitor he said he would sit down with the visitor because there are only two chairs then when my mother comes he will make as if he's going for something then she will sit down with the visitor because there are only two chairs then when he comes back then she will get up that's musical chairs like that Peter, Peter, Lord, Peter, Peter, Lord. This one comes, this one gets up, this one gets up, comes up, gets up, comes up. He said, we have two chairs in the house. He told me, I went to buy furniture on credit. I bought furniture on credit and I went out with mommy. And when I went out, the owner, the owner of the furniture, who sold the furniture to us, he came and broke the door and took his furniture out. And he said, and you today, you want to be, you want to be where I am at the age of 26. Adam, I need to cut you just now. You see a lot of young people trying to break through that case. But you cannot break through, you better get to the job and start sweating. Pastors, better start sweating and start praying. Start praying. You want money? You don't want to pray. You want money? You don't want to pray. You don't want to fast. You don't want to suffer. But you want money. You want to break out of a curse. Something with the outcome is always one and the same. One and the same. No matter who you are, it ends in the same way. I tell you, whether you are American,
whether you are, look, one day, even I didn't know that the case was so universal. <laughs> I didn't know. I went to America. I was in America with uh, Bishop Eddie, and we were staying at a certain brother's house. So we thought that nobody comes home later than a lighthouse pastor. We always come late home to the house, late. Because we are always out when we go out and we come late for ch- from church. So we came home around 1 2 a.m. We thought, oh, they will, we are coming to disturb. Not knowing that Adam and Eve were fully operational right there in New York. We came, we went to the kitchen, tried to organize some food, do certain things so that we were even while away sometime the brother would come. We stayed awake and awake and awake and awake. Never. This is a brother working in New York City as a lawyer. Yeah. We slept. And then when we woke up in the morning, he had already left. <laughs> hey! sweating and you are trying to avoid the sweat you are trying to circumvent it the bible said they envied they envied Moses they envied Moses <laughs> you are envious of Moses do you know how Moses what he did in the, in the wilderness for 40 years before he came here do you know how many snakes he carried up and down Throwing it in front of Pharaoh. Do you know how he risked his life? And the Bible said they envied Moses. They were envious of Moses. The guy was gone early in the morning. I said, wow. And after he worked with them for some years, the, the white people called and they said, they called and they said, there is a problem that we want to discuss. So what is the problem? He said, you are not serious. Oh, what? What do you mean? I'm not serious. He said, he said, you don't work on Sundays. We expect you to work on Sundays. You don't work on Sundays. You don't do something. He said, oh, how? And they said, oh, find another job. He was shocked. They said, they look at, white people, they look at him and say, we're sorry, so unfortunately, you just have to go, you know. <laughs> Bye-bye. That's it. Off. Yeah. Universal. People think when they go to London, I've escaped the case. That's why when they land, they say, ah, I've arrived in Babylon. I'm not going to prosper. Huh. Uh, if you want to be broke, don't be broke in, the, in London. I've been broke in Ghana, I've been broke in London. There is a difference. When you are broke in London, you will never get food to eat till you die. Anybody you visit, they will never offer you food. They will say, would you like a cup of tea? Would you like a cup of tea? They don't give more than tea. You see, for me, I don't see, I don't, I am not trying to break certain, there are things you don't have to bother with. Trying to break, let's say you are a woman. You say, I have overcome the curse of the law. So when I, when I'm giving birth, I shall feel no pain. Look. You shall feel no pain. You will suffer. Because it's there. And even if you take petidine and other painkillers, you see, the thing must be fulfilled. So another something may rise from another place that you have not thought about. Yeah, after you finish, you may be going home or in the house. Or the child will grow. And the child will look at you and say, Mama, Mama, 
like a disgrace, mama. Yeah, your child will be correcting you. There are some things you just adjust yourself and then you try to use wisdom to live it. For instance, you see the labor in this world, one of the ways is that you can concentrate a lot of the hard work into certain segments of your life. Or you don't understand. Like instead of having 12 units of hard work spread out over 70 years. You can do 70 units of hard work over 20 years. And then the next 40 years, you'll be able to operate at about five units, sometimes going up and down. Yeah? That's what education is all about. Instead of doing Walantu Walansa every day, do you know Walantu Walansa? Walantu Walansa is this one. Take in. Yes. You yourself digging and carrying. You, 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 you go to school a bit and it may reduce the work. So this doctor is a radiologist. So his work is all that he does is he goes, he says, good morning, nurses. And then the nurse says, good morning. And then he says, what do we have today? And then they give him <laughs> x-ray. Then he looks at it like that. Says, oh, this is a... Uh, Sarcoma of such and such. He just writes down the signs. Then he just signs three, four with his signature and his stamp. Dr. So and so, radiologist. And he just gets up and he walks out. Easy. You get it? Mm -hmm. But but before that, when you were sleeping and you were snoring, He was struggling yeah, to reduce the sweat of another era of his life. Yeah, but not that, but not that, but not that the sweat will be removed from his life. He has also sweated. Yeah. That's how, that's how life is. So sometimes when I see pastors, people who have come in the ministry, and look, you are going to suffer. You are going to suffer. I mean, I, there's no other. If you ask, what can I say about you? If you are really going to make it, eh? Huh. Yeah. You are going to go through these things. Because that's how it is. Whether it's ministry, whether it's medicine, whether it's carpentry, whatever it is. That's how it is. Look at a politician. Look at Professor Mills. I mean, by the time he's even made a president, he can hardly even see what he's reading. Yeah. But do you think it has been easy for him? By the time you even, even people have as a ringtone his mistakes when he was, when he was uh, uh, being sworn in. You have, you hear them. Yeah, ringtone. The economy of the country, something, the economy, 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 and the, the different things. They are the ringtone. That is what somebody has been through before he became the president. It's not a small thing, though. President Kufo, one of my pastors met him in uh, Takwa about some six years or four years before he became president. He went for a convention. And he was in the hotel, the same hotel. He saw them there unknown. They were campaigning. Years before. By the time he even became, see that the person is tired. <laughs> hey! So as he's going to see the queen and coming, these are the, so because Bible says, if a man has a hundred children, and he lived for a hundred years, and his soul is not satisfied with some good things, then a miscarriage would have been better. Huh. 
at all these politicians. They know themselves that their days are numbered. In today, out tomorrow. That is the advice that the Vice President Mahama gave to the ministers when he was swearing them in. He said, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. In today, out tomorrow. He told them. He told them on television. That's how it is. It's, it's a wild, all these MPP people that we used to see on television, they are all jobless. Chale, they are in the wilderness. Hey, if you will become, look at Arthur Kennedy. If you will become, you have left his job in America and has come here to campaign and the campaign and when they went for the primary, he had one vote, single one. <laughs> After he has left America, his job, everything, successful practice, single one, to come and be the spokesman for the losing party and explain to them, say, we are going to take it up in court. And so he was explaining on television, we are going to take it up, <laughs> go take it up in court, but you have lost. It's not a small thing. So one day you see some of these people will be president and see that they are very calm. Yeah. So I'm just explaining, because many of us are young. When you are young, eh, one of the greatest things in our life, we always feel that we, we can make it with a shorter, a shorter cut. There is a shorter cut for us. There is no shorter cut for you. Bishop Saki is preaching on, uh, today, this morning I was watching him on television. And he's preaching at the Korea, we have, we have dashed the whole church to him. I just, I just look at it. You, you think just, he just got up. He just got up and said, I am the gorilla of the church. I'm coming to be a pastor. There's nothing like that. From Kolebu, when we were at uh, Kolebu and there was not even a church called Lighthouse. Those are the years, that, those years that he has been with me. Yeah. From before there was a church, the word Lighthouse has not even been formed on anybody's lips. Yeah, before even Kolebu Christian Center. Yes. Yeah. It's how many years? 20 whatever years. So you just get up and say, oh, I'll, also be, I'll be on television. You'll be, you'll be hitting the pulpit. You'll be hitting your bottom. So you'll be hitting the pulpit. Hey. Yes. So please. There are some cases uh, your prayers will not change them. That's how to have a hundred percent answers to your prayers. You don't pray about some things. You accept them. Never no. That, no. If you want hundred percent answered prayer, the key is there are things we don't pray for. Yeah. Look, the Bible says, "As he of the Lord reign in the time of the latter rain." You don't ask the Lord rain when is it the dry season. You ask him for rain in the time of the latter rain. Don't just get upset. I'm asking the Lord for rain. And it's not the rainy season. <laughs> because you see, God does what he is doing. And your prayers work when they are in line with his purposes. According to his will. We know that we have whatever we ask him according to his will. So he said, ask of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. Don't just, we just get up. Rain, Lord. Look at the atmosphere. It's dry. There's no water. It's like a famine in Ghana. We are suffering with the sweat. The heat as if something, somebody has increased the temperature. One day I was on an aeroplane. I called the air host. I said, look, I'm freezing in your aeroplane. Can you increase the temperature? And it's as if there is a temperature button up there. Somebody has increased it. Hey! I cannot imagine what it's like in the north as we are going there. <laughs> are you listening? Yeah. So, brothers and sisters, this is perhaps one of the most interesting and amazing explanation for the state of all men.
look at Barack Obama. He didn't just get, and even just as he has come, you see that he's going, getting old. Just now. Just now. Yeah. I was looking at uh, Bishop Duncan Williams' church the other day. You know, he has made a big banner, uh, banner outside. It's very stunning there like that. Very beautiful. I said, look, he didn't just come there. <laughs> he didn't just come there. He just got up then he came there to come and put a picture there. There is nothing like that in this world. Okay? There is nothing like that in this world. And you have to get it into your rocker. You have to get it deep down into your coconut. He's had a church at this International Students Hostel. He has been a member of the choir of his church. He was the pastor and the choir member. There were three. He used to wear cream suit with white shoes. Yes. Sing like this. He used to swing. The blood that Jesus shed for me. Three-man choir. Not that they told me. Not that somebody. I, what I have seen with my eyes. The pastor. I've been in his church when he was in the choir. Like that. Way down on Calvary. White shoes. Well, he had just come from Nigeria. Every Nigerian pastor has white shoes. <laughs> hey! I've been in his church when the church was made of armchairs. Armchairs. You know armchairs? Like armchairs in your sitting room. Two on this side, two on this side. About ten rows here, ten rows here. Armchairs. I was in the church. I was in the church before they started Sunday service. It was called Action Center. And he was in. Yeah. Now you see his picture there. Stand like that. <laughs> you, you, just, you just woke up in this earth. You, you just woke up in this earth. And you want to drive a car. You want to drive a car now. I don't understand you. And you've married a woman who also is forcing you to be something you are not. Her. And then he moved his church to his father. His father had a house, uncompleted house at airports. He moved his, his church to inside the corridor. Yeah. The father's house. And then the church grew in the corridor. Then they expanded one side. There were three wings. One here, one here. Then they broke another side of the house. So they were, were inside. And I put a puppet in the middle. You are here, you are here, you are here. Like Americans to come to that room. Yeah. And they were outside. Then he moved the church. The church was going. He moved the church to teacher's hall. In a, do you know teacher's hall? Teacher's hall. There's a, church, there's a place called teacher's hall. And he was in that teacher's hall until they were sacking them. Then he came and made another temporary structure in his father's house. That is what is the diplomatic shop today. And he was inside that diploma. Our Roberts came to that shop. Then the people in the area, airport area people, they are all rich, rich guys. They said, we cannot have such a church here. So then, Spinter's Road. Hey! And when he went to Spinter, there was nobody at Spinter's Road. It was a barren area. Nobody could even go there. Today, everybody is there. There are so many churches on that road. Everybody feels that when you have your church on Spinter's Road, your church will work. You see, you don't just go and put your church on Spinter's Road, then the church will, will be there. You see, you, you are picking one of the things that the person has done. Just one of the things. And then you think you will suddenly be that person. Are you listening to me? 
So my dear friends, understand what's happening so that you can flow. Amen. There are 25 of them. I'll just give you two because we finished already for tonight. I'll just give you two that we can come back to. This one, they're quite easy. You know, not um, 20. I'll give you the last curse on bestiality. Bestiality. Deuteronomy 27. Bestiality is having sex with an animal. And that's easy for you can easily know this is a curse. Deuteronomy 27, verse 21. Cursed be he that lieth with any man of manner of beast. And all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Hey. Sex with dogs. There are some women who have dogs as their sexual, yeah. And horses. Hey. <laughs> it's a curse. It brings a curse. Amen. And the last one for tonight, which is actually number 24, but I'm jumping. Number 24, the curse on incest. Incest is having sex with somebody who is quite close to you, like a mother, a mother-in-law, sister, brother, and so on. It's a curse. Now, Deuteronomy 27, verse 20 says, Cursed be he that lieth with his father's wife, because he uncovereth his father's cat. And all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Cursed be he that lieth with his sister, the daughter of his father, or the daughter of his mother. And all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Cursed be he that lieth with his mother-in-law. And all the people shall say, Amen. <laughs> now you may be laughing but some of you may not know that you may be a product of something like that that is why the Ashanti culture they only accept the child of the woman as their the real child. It's my sister's child. It's my child. No, not my own. Because my own wife, I can't be sure who actually is the father. Whether it is me or another. Hey! Ashantis, is it not true? Wafa, isn't it? Your, your, your uncle you inherit from your uncle so my wife is supposed to inherit all her brothers my wife's children she has so many brothers she's supposed to inherit all their things all that they have worked for they, should, they are supposed to bring it to my children because they can be sure that my children are their sister's because they, they see the baby coming out of her. That's how the law works. But you see, many people sleep with their sisters, their mothers, their aunties, their whatever. In the Volta region, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. One day we went for a crusade in the Volta region and we saw a lot of Strange sicknesses. Very wild. When you see you, you see, Dr. Go, if you remember, we, we, we used to be afraid. When you see the people coming, you, you are afraid even to touch them. One day, I, I, our Bishop Duncan Williams told me, he said, Hey, you better be careful after I lay hands on all these wild, wild people. <laughs> <laughs> Very wild. When you see them cry, you'll be afraid. And it was so unusual. So one day I spoke to a doctor at Kolibu. He said, oh, yeah. They've noticed 
certain very rare sicknesses and so on that come and they think that because there is a, a lot of incest, you see what happens is that the weakness of the sister and the weakness of the sister join together to form double weakness. You get it? Because your genes and then this other person's gene, he has, he has his strength and his weakness. This one too has his strength and his weakness. So your strength combines with his strength or your strength with his weakness. But when you are already related, we all have sickle cell. Plus, you also have sickle cell. So we join together. The sickle cell becomes double sickle cell. Uh-huh. So that they become wilder or blindness or something. They become double, therefore blind, different complex sicknesses. But you see, the Bible explains it as a curse. And the Kolebu explains it as something else. You get it? But you see, there's a spiritual reason. So watch out. But sometimes some of the things we are experiencing, we don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, but the curse, the outcome is the same. And that is why our life must be a life where we are looking for things that bring blessings. We, we must be looking for places to pay tithes so that the heavens will be open, so that we will not be cursed with a curse. We must be looking for opportunity for a father to say something that is good to our lives, to change the destiny. Maybe you have already said something somewhere which has already released certain things. Then, hopefully, by something good you may do, it will cause another one to say, when that one said, may you go to the left, you meet somebody who said, may you go to the right. Then it at least is straight. It's now going straight for your life. I'm always happy when Bishop Duncan Williams blesses me. Yeah, I'm not like him to say any bad thing to me. One day, I was going with a certain man of God. I called a certain man. I said, let's go and visit so and so. And he said, no, no, I will not go there. I said, why? He said, oh, I'm afraid of that man. He can easily say something. <laughs> easily. When he says something, now, your whole life will change. <laughs> then he started. He said, you see this pastor? He saw him here. This thing happened. And he told him from that time. This and this and this and this. And he said, hey. I don't want to go there at all. Maybe he may be angry. You say something. <laughs> and it's true. Amen. Be careful. I mean, I've heard people curse people before. And I've seen it happen. I've seen it before, yeah. I've seen people curse. And I've seen the curse happen. And I've seen them bless and I've seen it happen. So be careful. As we go to the top 25 cases you suddenly begin to see it's already the first one that we have said you see that you are in it fully how many have realized that no bed no care but there is a way out and there is a way forward those of you who have slept with your sisters your aunties auntie will come with her cloth to the house <laughs> She comes with a cloth. A cloth. She has tied a cloth. And you have removed all these cloths. Because you feel that you are King Kong. You are a man. And you, have, you, you think you have escaped. The Bible says, Cursed be the man that lied with his mother-in-law. Hey! May God send help into your life to strengthen your future. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Do you see why people, you know, when we talk about your background, you can easily see that your background, you can't be sure. Uh, One day a certain sister came to me. She said, I did a test. I said, what test? Oh, a blood test. And I'm surprised. I said, surprised I was. I'm surprised at my blood group. I said, what does it mean? 
She said, it means that my father is not my father. My father cannot be my father. You see, but my father doesn't know. Oh, you don't understand that? You don't understand what I'm saying? My father is not my father because by the platters he cannot be my father. But he's my father all these years. But my, my father does not know that he is not my father. It's only my mother who knows. So she folded the paper quietly and put it away to carry on with life. May every trap that has already come in your life May the mercies of God clear you from that trap in the name of Jesus. May you be above every wickedness that is manipulating and operating in the spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lift your hand and receive the blessing of the Lord for your future, for your destiny. Father, may the blessings of our life be more than the cases that we have experienced. And even the curses that we have brought upon ourselves. Father, save us from evil. And have mercy. By your mercies and by your powers. We thank you. For he who began a good work in us. To turn us around. And bring us to a perfect end. Shall bless us. We thank you. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Sit down for a moment. Hallelujah. How many are glad to experience a blessing instead of a curse? How many have realized that some things are operating bigger than you and bigger than me? Far bigger. Far bigger than any country. Far more universal. Yeah. One day, I saw some people chasing some arm robbers and I felt sorry for them. And I realized that, you see, one day, one of my children asked, what do, what do you want to be? He said, well, I want to be a thief in the future. So what do you want to be? I want to be a thief. Because they don't work. I mean, it was very small. He said, I want to be a thief. Because thief doesn't work. <laughs> so I said, no. Ole. I said, thieves, they work very hard, though. Thieves really suffer. Yes. Thieves really suffer. Because if you catch a thief, I mean, something that if they catch you now, you can die. I told you that story about these two thieves that were being chased. And they caught one. I think they probably killed him. Or, so, and this one saw a, a, a septic tank. And he jumped into the septic tank. And came out. All the people were following. They all left him. When he came out, Full of toilet. Nobody wanted to beat him again. So he went away free. No, it's very hard work. Very, very hard work. To get a mobile phone. (laughs) To get a mobile phone. Just a mobile phone. Just to get some small money. Very, very hard work. One day I met a certain arm robber and he told me, all my arm robber colleagues are dead. He said, I'm the only one who is alive. Everyone is dead. Yeah, a young man. All my colleagues are dead. Except me. It's not a small thing to be a thief. It's one of the very difficult jobs that you can ever do. Amen. So it's a reality. It's universal. It cuts across South Africans, Ghanaians, Nigerians, Americans, Swiss, English, British, everything. Struggle. Yeah. So just learn the truths and the principles. Stop wasting your time praying certain prayers and get down to certain things. Know that you cannot escape. Amen. And you will see one day you will reap because you sown. You struggle with the ground, which is giving thorns and thistles. Hallelujah. 
I'm about to take an offering. They're yeah, offering. I'm coming to sweat. If I'll get something small from you people. Yeah. If I just pass the offering basket round, the offering will be about 10% of what I do if I stand and I shout 10 CDs, 20 CDs. So if I want to have that income for the crusade, I have to stand here for another 20 minutes, speak, minister spiritually. Otherwise, I won't get it. It's like the ground is hard before it will yield some fruits. It's, it's a manifest all the time. Yeah. I cannot go home Sunday evening to go and watch or, or brow or whatever they show. <laughs> I, don't, I, can't, I can't have the time. I have to stand here and be calling five cities, ten cities. Boosters. Eh. All right. Let's pray over our offering. Father, we thank you for this opportunity in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.